Welcome to this week's episode of the Drew's Crew Podcast. And today, we are joined by a guest who rode in between two train boxcars from Dallas to Los Angeles, train hopping hobo style. He also just finished up his basketball career at UT Arlington, where he played under coach Scott Cross and Chris Ogden. He was described by Scott Cross as a two-stepping, fun-loving, and puppy-like guy. Scott Muirhead, welcome to the show. I'm just, I'm just thankful to be here. I mean, Mr. Matt Mooney was on here. I'm a big fan. You're so, a big fan of Matt Mooney? AJ? AJ was on here. AJ, man, yeah. He, he so you've been like listening cool to my guy. podcast. Dude, I'm a number one fan. Man, you've been I'm listening checking. to my podcast, but I'm just now having you on like three months into it. I know. I've been my, trying my, to have you on since day one. You have the most my, interesting story. My feelings are a little hurt, but I, I won't go too far into that, man. No, but we do have to, I know you wanted to, in the very first episode of my podcast, I started it off with, Norrence said, my favorite phrase, everybody wants me, you got me. And now that you're on the podcast, I have to admit that that is your phrase that I stole. Thank you. See, I, I do, I had beef with you, man. I called my dad, I said, dude, Andrew just said my line, right? It's like when somebody in class says your joke and everybody else laughs, right? I'm like... Yeah. Good Lord, Andy. God, yeah. give me some credit. So thank you. Thank you for that. But you, I you love man when it backfired it. after I stole it from you, and now you call me every time. I'm like, everybody wants me. You got me. Yeah, man. I love but, it. But okay, I know you didn't create it. You got it from somebody. Where did you get it from? Okay, so I got it from the University of Texas at Austin legend, uh, Tyler Henry. I'm actually going to the OU Texas game with him. Can't wait. Uh, Longhorns up, I guess. Isn't that what you say? Can't wait. You say hook them. Hook them. That's it. Sorry, I'm a UTA (laughs) maverick. Let's dive right into your train hopping voyage. So you gained some recent fame because you were you decided to train hop from Dallas to Los Angeles. And I mean, that's that's quite a journey. And so what and we're not just talking about like who knows what train hopping is. People that are unfamiliar. He got in between boxcars and rode the train from Dallas to Los Angeles. So what? Let's start off with what. Uh, what made you decide to do that, or where'd you get the idea? Well, number one, Andrew, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I want to say that first. So I, yeah, I might not be the smartest guy, but guess what? I like to have fun, and that you seemed like to fun, have fun to me. That's it. Seemed fun to me, right? So yeah, starting from the very, very beginning, my dad actually gave me the idea, uh, and we'll circle back around. He wasn't very happy about it when I did it, <laughs> but he's the one who gave me the idea, so it's his fault. Um, so the hometown that I'm from, Ennis, Texas, Lions, baby. All right. All the way. Hey, we're 0 and 28 my senior defeated. year. You guys were not undefeated yeah. in, dis- in district. You guys were defeated. 0 and 28 my senior year of basketball. Still made it out crystal clear, my friend. So, you know. 0 and 28 and they had a Division one college basketball player on their That's team. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> hey, shoot the three, man. That's what they say. So listen to this. So. Yeah, my dad got me into it. So, uh, Ennis, sorry, I had to backtrack a little bit. So, there's a railroad that goes through Ennis. And so, instead of going under the bridge or going around the train, what we, me and my dad would do, we'd stop at the train, we'd watch the train go by, right? Because <laughs> it's a small town, we don't have anything else to do, yeah. you know? Uh, so... Yeah, he would always say, man, I'd love to be in the engine or caboose of that, right? Like, and just be inside one of the train cars. And I was like, man, that sounds like a pretty good idea because, you know, it sounds like an adventure. Yeah. Um, so, man, I just so took... Did so you, did you tell your... Did you inform your dad of your plans right before you decided to train hop? So a year prior to the actual train hop, I did. And he said I couldn't go, 
right? And But I didn't even need to go because I had no plan. I was just going to get on any train that passed and go somewhere. So you had no plan. Yeah. And, it, and you were going to get on a train wherever it ended up. I mean, you could end up in South Dakota. Man. Bingo. That's what, <laughs> And that's what I was going for, right? I wanted to go far, yeah. but I didn't know how. And it wouldn't have ended up good, and it's super dangerous. And So you backed yeah. off that initial? Well, yeah, because my dad, he heard about my idea. I had my, my bags packed and ready to go, you know? Your bags were packed. My bags were I packed. I did not know that. My sister told on me. I'll never forgive her. But um, Really? Yeah. So what ended up happening is I had to pour concrete with my dad. And if anyone on the podcast has ever poured concrete, it's not fun. <laughs> and I was thinking I was train hopping that day. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of what happened. But then a year later, I got him back and you know i was on that back i got i was i got him back so what happened in between the year that you decided to do it he caught you and then the year you decided to actually do it man did you come up with a better plan or did you just say screw this i'm doing it anyways yeah i actually had a plan um so that was pretty big but then i just listened to more music about train hopping you know towns van zant guy clark uh let's see lost dog street man i mean i'm not familiar with any of those but they all talk about train hopping Oh yeah, I mean these, these are old these are old cats, you know. Old cats, these old are, train hoppers. Oh yeah, these guys are big. You're time. up and coming. Yeah, man. I, I mean, yeah, they're my heroes. I'm telling you, they really are. If I could go back in time, I would be around a table with Guy Clark and Towns Van Zandt, just talking. Wow. You know, I don't and know. And so, and and one of those guys you told me has a, a YouTube channel that he, he train hops and he he films it while he does it, and then. Puts it on YouTube. <laughs> no, no, Is that, no, no, no. So, or, yeah. So these are just singers. Like okay. this, I was just listening to singers, you know, like songs about train sing, hopping. So it's people singing yeah. about the actual people train hopping. Yeah. And so okay. then I also would get on YouTube and I would search how to train hop or train, just train hopping in general. And sorry, hold on a second. Yeah. So I would search train hopping and this guy's YouTube channel came up called Ran Out on a Rail. So I really dove into that deep. Oh. And, yeah, uh, and he, um, yeah, he'll go from all the way to southern Mexico all the way up to Alaska, just train hopping all around the country, right? Wow. Yeah, so it's awesome. And so I really got into that. And then so eventually what happened was I ended up going to one of those bands that I was talking about, Lost Dog Street Band. I went to their concert and all they sing about is train hopping. So I go there alone because they're kind of a weird band. They got, you know, their banjo playing, like, from Kentucky, really weird, right? Mm-hmm. So not many people like them. None of my friends would buy, you know, the, the $15 ticket. We're poor in college, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My girlfriend wouldn't go with me. I love her, but she wouldn't go with me, <laughs> uh, which is understood. So I ended up going alone, all right? So now the story starts, and I'm going to be honest with you, Andrew. It's six or seven beers deep, man. And wow. I mean, yeah. So it starts six or seven beers deep. Now, once that happens, I end up. I actually start talking oh, yeah, a little bit yeah, more. I've seen you six or seven beers. I've probably seen you probably fifteen beers deep, and you talk to absolutely everybody. Exactly, and that's what I mean. Just like AJ on the last podcast, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out from my man <laughs> Andrew. Uh, he'll talk to anybody too, and that no, just will. that just helps me out. It's a little, it's a little, uh, you know, I don't know, just. So you're, so you're talking to everybody at this bar? Well, okay. So I'm not talking to anybody. I'm kind of pissed off about it. I'm just alone standing okay. at the front. I'm 6'4". I'm too big. People are getting mad behind me. So I say, I got to go talk to somebody else. 
So what happens was I go outside, little cigarette smoking room. I don't smoke cigarettes, Dad. But <laughs> I went out there just get some fresh air, man. So <laughs> fresh cigarette there. No, so I go out there. I'm leaning on this rail, and I see two guys in some cutoff overalls, and I say. Man, they look like fun guys to talk to. If you could see these guys, these are the kind of guys you'd like to talk to. And so I overhear their conversation, and they're talking about train hopping to these other two guys, right? So uh, what ends up happening is, yeah, they're talking about train hopping. Then I'm like, I got to talk to these guys. So I walk up to them. I'm like, dude, you're talking about train hopping. I'm interested, right? And they, the two guys they were talking to, they said, oh, dude, you're interested in it, blah, blah, blah. Do you watch YouTube videos? I go, yeah, I watch YouTube videos. I watch them all the time. And he said, have you ever watched Ran Out on a Rail? And I said, <laughs> yes. yes. I have watched Ran Out on a Rail. I watch his stuff all the time. He's awesome. And he goes, dude, that's me. And hmm. I scream, right? Yeah. I'm like a little girl, you know, I'm a, I'm a fangirl and I scream, I hug the guy and I'm like, dude, I want to go on a train hop with you. Now, what are the chances of going to a concert, finding this YouTuber that I've been watching? It was for meant to be. It was meant to be. I'm telling you, dude, it was meant to be. So then uh, the whole night I'm hanging out with them. I'm, I'm, you know, maxing out my credit card, buying him beer, right? And you're I'm, just quizzing him up with all sorts of questions. How did you do it? How did you plan it out? Bingo. He's giving me everything. He's, he's giving, giving me, you all the tips, oh, advice. Dude, he's giving me numbers to call that you can track the cars so you know exactly where they're going. I mean, everything. So you can call a number and figure out wherever you... Dude, there's a 1-800 number. If anybody wants it on this podcast, reach out to me, my friend. <laughs> Scotty Muirhead Instagram. I'll give it to you. I'll give you... I mean, don't tell him I gave it to you, but I'll tell you. <laughs> how to do it right? <laughs> so yeah so what ends up happening is i'm hanging out with this guy all night maxing out my credit card like i said buying him beer you know i want to be best friends with this guy he's gonna help me out so i go you're not train hopping back home right because he actually train hopped to the concert okay so i said you're not doing that i'm giving you a ride home like a decent human being in my car right <laughs> and so i actually come up to utd that's where he was staying so where you know, yeah. you're going now yep um i, I bring it up bring him up there we go to whataburger and man he tells me all these stories about train up in southern mexico when when he's coming north he's getting shot at on the train wow dude I, i'm telling you he has the craziest story he jumped off a train right jumped off a train in mexico and he tore the ligaments in his legs so the whole time we're at this how concert, fast was the train going probably only like i would guess 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour. So not that bad, but it just, it's a weird land. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Tore the ligaments in his leg. He's limping around the concert. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> All right. And the, I mean, and that's what happened, man. He, he tore the ligaments in the leg train. Out. It's amazing. It's great. So then, uh, yeah, he, he just hooking me up with all the stories. And so he gives you all the advice, all the tips. And so you're, <laughs> you're jotting all this stuff down. You're taking notes or at least mental notes and you're, you're planning out. I mean, so how how long from the time you spoke to him and reached out to him, and what was the time span between that and then the time you actually decided to train hop? Probably and like, executed it. I would think like three months. I mean, he gave me his number, and so that helped out a ton because he would he pinpointed the location like on Google Maps yeah. where to actually go to get on the train because the train stops in Mesquite. And so so where was that location? Mesquite. Mesquite. Yeah, yeah I, I can't tell you the exact location. I just went there, hid in the bushes. and Hid in the bushes with your the, stuff. You were packed, and you just oh, waited for the train to go. Yeah. You knew, and you knew that train was going to L.A. 
But yes, exactly. Well, okay. The first night I went out there, uh, I actually didn't know what train. I was kind of freaked out, you know, a little too nervous, right? These trains <laughs> were going by. They were going by like 25 miles an 25 hour. 25 miles per hour? Well, yeah, but see, I, I couldn't get on those, right? I don't want to die. Yeah. I don't want to die, dude. I want to I have fun. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so uh, you know, I skipped all those trains, and I just wasn't patient enough, and I missed the train the first night. So shout out to Nathan Hawkins for giving me the ride out there that night. Um but I actually, what time was it? Dude, that was 2, 1 in the morning or one something. 1 in the morning. So you had your buddy drive you. Yeah. You waited there for the train. It he, wasn't, just, he just dropped me off in Mesquite, and I said, wow. I'm going to make it. <laughs> so, so the first night, it didn't work out. Second night, you yeah. go so, out there. Yeah, the, that morning, uh, I, I, I called a friend. And he was kind of in the area, so he came and picked me up, took me to Home Depot. It was kind of misting that morning, so I had to get a tarp, right? So I, I didn't okay. get Yeah, you know, so I just prepared a little bit more. That's what yeah. I like to think about it. I slept all day. My girlfriend worried all day. Then I was like, well, guess what? I'm still doing it. You know, I'm going the next night. Right? And your dad had no idea. No, my, nobody had any idea but the UTA basketball coaches, the UTA players, and my girlfriend. That's and so how fast was the train going when you got on it? Zero miles per hour. Zero. So it <laughs> yeah. was stopped. Yeah, dude, he hooked me up. I'm telling you, he told me, he just said, go to this place and this train will stop and just get on. That's it. And it was easy as that. I mean. Wow. It was awesome. So and then so you're on it for how long until it starts? Uh, dude, fifteen minutes, ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. So I get on and man, I was going through Dallas and I was just texting all my buddies. You know, <laughs> you're on. Then, oh, dude, I passed Grease Monkey. Shout out to Grease Monkey, yeah. right in Arlington. That's the like local bar, watering hole, as I like yep. to say. We go to and you know I, I'm videotaping it, waving to everybody at Grease Monkey. Right. You know? Yeah. So you're you're videotaping all this and. Uh, the main question is, so, I mean, you videotaped. So, okay, so how long did it take you to get from Dallas to L.A.? Uh, like 38 hours. 38 hours. Not so, bad, right? Yeah, so like almost two days. Or, yeah. Okay. Not bad at and all. So, but you were videoing the whole thing. And so everybody's question is going to be, how did your phone, I mean, how, how were you able to do that? I mean, did you bring, you bought portable chargers, right? Yeah. Okay. So this just reinforces that this was meant to, meant to happen. So I played basketball at UT Arlington. And for our conference tournament, our gift that year was portable chargers, okay? So I was like, okay, in a week, I'm going on a train hopping trip. I need these portable chargers. So that the, the day we got back, um, I actually went to all of my you know teammates' rooms, and I was like, hey, dude, I need your portable charger. Don't ask any questions. I'll, I'll give it back in six days, right? <laughs> And so they just were handing them over, man. So I had nine portable chargers, and I just charged them up, put them in my bag, put them in a little Ziploc bag. Nine portable chargers. Yeah, man. So that's how your phone saved life. Because, I mean, even, like, I had no idea you you planned on doing this. The way I found out was I'm scrolling through Twitter, and, I mean, what was the date that you did it? It was, like, in April, right? Early April? Dude, I have no idea. I think it was early April. And we were in Minneapolis for the Final Four, and I – see our tech fan page like the student section they have a fan page and they said i think we found our way of how we can get all the students to minneapolis and then underneath it's a video of you and you're like dancing on like a shirt like you're doing moves on an in between box cars and i'm thinking like i know that guy hey I text you, i'm like scott what are you doing <laughs> what i did not know that's how you found out but that's but exactly how i found out and i text dj i was like is scott like is scott's train hopping where's he going and then and I start following it. Everybody starts following it. You're in Sweetwater. I'm like, how far is he going? I had no idea. But you end up in L.A. 
Um, so what, what are some other, I'm going to ask, so how did you, that, so that's how you kept your phone charged. How did you go to the bathroom? Andrew, uh, man, I don't like to say this often, but I don't know if, do you know who Jerry Jeff Walker is? Yes. Now he, a legend country singer for those of you who don't know, and one of his songs is called Pissing in the Wind. <laughs> and I took that to heart and that's okay. what I did, man. So, Just, okay. So what about, well, what did you eat? What did I eat, man? Oh, well. Or did you eat? Yeah, so I had, um, I went to a Walmart the night before and I got some chili. I just thought chili seems like kind of the hobo thing to do. So I just ate chili out of a can. And then, I, oh, I did bring tuna, but it got kind of warm. tuna? Yeah, man, it got kind of warm. I thought I needed my protein, you know? Mm-hmm. So brought that, but man, it got warm. It was kind of funky getting getting closer to California. So Okay, so you so you did eat, so I assume you had to, you talked about pissing in, pissing in the wind. What about number two? Man, another, yeah, man, I brought uh, Walmart sacks, actually. Those Walmart sacks that carried that chili, I just packed them, <laughs> right, packed them right in that bag. And I'm telling you, dude, if anybody has ever tried to, you know, take a dump on a train that's moving 70 miles an hour. 70? It got up to 70 miles per hour? Yeah, man. So imagine I had to wake up in the middle of the night, right? It was well, how, th- how much did you sleep? You, you, dude, you could I didn't sleep? Hardly sleep. I couldn't. It was so cold. I didn't prepare at oh, all. And, and loud, I bet. I mean. Yeah, well, I, I had headphones. I prepared for that. But yeah, I, I hardly slept. But yeah, number two in the middle of the night, it's pitch black, right? Going through Tucson and... And I'd pull out the Walmart sack. It was tough, man. And that thing's rocking. It's not a smooth <laughs> ride. So you, I mean, I guess you had to strategize when you were going to go number two. I mean, you couldn't go number two in the middle of the day when you guys I mean, are passing through a big town. Somebody's going to look up and in the middle of a train, there's this guy. This <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was middle of the night, man. It was middle of the night. And, you know, you got to go when you got to go, as they say, I guess. No, no doubt. So how, what would you, you said you didn't sleep much. I mean, how, how much would you say, like? A few hours or yeah, at night. I mean, it would be like fifteen minutes on, and, wow. and I was or fifteen minutes of sleep, and then forty five minutes up, fifteen minutes of sleep. like it was terrible. But then, and it was just because it was so cold. My toes got so cold. I was texting Haley and Sweetwater because that morning, like I said, it kind of it rained or whatever, um, and I had that tarp, but my shoes and my socks got wet. Right. And so when I was going through Sweetwater, I was just freezing, and my toes were just, like, white. And I was texting Haley. I was like, hey, I'm getting off the train in Sweetwater. And she was like, you've been talking about this for a year. Quit being a weenie oh. and keep going. You know, so, oh. shout, hey, big shout-out to Haley because – Big shout-out to Haley. Yeah, I was about to get on a Greyhound and go back to – back to – excuse me, back to Dallas. But, man, I kept going because of her, so that, that helped out a lot. So your feet were cold in Sweetwater, and, I mean, so – you said it was about 38 hours. Yeah, 38 hours. 38 hours, didn't sleep much, and your feet were, from the time you were in Sweetwater, which is still in Texas, Yeah. all the way to L.A., your feet were just numb. I mean, no, so actually I... Wait, did you figure out a way to warm them up? Or? Yeah, so I reached out to Young Sprout. Now, that's the that's the train hopping, ran out on a rail. Yep. That's his nickname. That's his train hopping nickname. They got him. I mean, he's legit. He calls himself Young Sprout, so I go by it. So I texted him. I was like, dude, my feet hurt so bad I'm about to get off this train. He said, hey, take off. You don't have wool socks on. You have cotton socks on. Take off your shoes. Take off your socks. Put them in the sun and basically quit being a weenie. Right? I said, all right. Well, so that's what you did? Yeah, so that's what I did. I just put them up in the sun, and they started feeling better. And then as soon as the sun went down, I was going through Tucson, Arizona, 
and it was 35 degrees, right? Oh. And 70 mile an hour winds because of train. So then it picked back up and I was freezing again. And that's where I couldn't sleep just because I was miserable. Like, and I kept thinking, um, I just kept thinking, you're not going to die. That's what I, I literally, <laughs> like, I'm It never, sucks. This is bad. This but, is, this is tough. I'm, yeah. I'm miserable right now, but hey, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. Bingo. So that, that's what kind of I was, um, that's what I was telling myself, and it worked out. And did you so, almost uh, – I know you talked about there was – at one point the train stopped and there was Border Patrol running up and down the train with four-wheelers. Discuss yeah. that for a little bit. Okay, so in Yuma, because Yuma is close to the border, there were Border Patrol stops actually where ATVs would run up and down the train. But imagine – I mean it's 35 degrees out. Like, these guys aren't going to get off and check every single car. So I actually just slid up under this little lip where you could kind of hide. And I would just hide from them and be quiet. And they would just pass by. But and you could hear the four-wheelers going up yeah, and down. And- <laughs> yeah, I could hear them talking. And I was like, honestly, I'm so cold right now. Arrest me. I don't <laughs> care. I'll go, to, I'll go to a warm cell or something. Like, that's fine with me. It's a win-win situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. so you end up making well, you end up making it to LA. How fast was the train going when you got off? When you jumped off? Ah, uh, probably like 15, 18 miles an hour. That's what I would say. 15 to 18 miles per hour. So did you just do like the, the jump, like how they yeah. do in the movies? You Dude. jump off and roll? Bingo. Or did yeah. you throw your stuff off first? Yeah, or? I threw my stuff off. Uh, I, I kept looking at my Google Maps to see, you know, how close I was getting to like the downtown Los Angeles, right? And so I just threw my pack off and then I jumped off and I got a little beat up. But, you know, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. That's what I like to say. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What were you uh, going to Yeah, no, I, I like that. But one other question I, I don't think I've ever asked you. So do you you, you don't work? Do you wear contacts? Yeah, I do. So did, did they get foggy at all during? I mean, you're wearing them for 38 straight hours, or did you not wear them? I mean, that was just one question I had. Dude, honestly, I don't remember. Were you intoxicated the whole 38 hours? And that's why I, I actually, made it easier. I was completely sober. This was this was something I just had to do. You know what I mean? This was, yeah. I, I get off on stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't have to be drunk for that. Now, take me to you know somewhere I don't want to go. <laughs> you know, I might have a couple of beers, right? But... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I, I really don't remember if I put in another pair of contacts or not. I know I'm sure I brought them, but my hands were so dirty. Everything got so dirty. So I, I doubt I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so this brings up the – so you, you land in L.A. Yep. And so then what do you do when you get off the train? All right, so – I rolled down this little hill. Did you plan that far to where, okay, I'm going to jump off here and I'm going to go to this location? Or did you just say, oh, I think I'm in L.A.? I mean, how did you know when to jump off also? Dude, I didn't. Just using your phone or? I honestly didn't plan that far. Like, I had no idea. I was just going to, if somehow I got to L.A., if this all worked out, I was going to sleep on the beach that night, right? (laughs) And I, I, I didn't think I'd actually get there. So when I actually get there, jump off the train, I roll down this little hill, I go through this little junkyard thing. And then I'm out on the street, right? And now I'm with humans. You know, it's a little different. Yeah. I've been secluded yeah. for two days. You know? So so I'm walking down the street, and, man, so one thing I love is give me some street tacos. You know, that's that's my number one thing. That, like, I love it. So I see this little, little Mexican joint, right? Chio's Tacos, right? So I go, I get me a Dos Equis. I'm celebrating now, right? Mm-hmm. I give me a Dos Equis, then I... I, I go, I get these tacos, but first I got to get some baby wipes that I brought, you know, and I was wiping my face off so I didn't look completely crazy. I got these tacos. I went across the street. I just sat there. 
Instagram video in a little bit. You know, shout out to everybody that I made it. And, and I, yeah, ate those tacos. So did you plan on, because I remember you telling me, so you didn't, you recorded the whole thing, or not, you didn't record the whole thing, but you, you would you would make recordings like, okay, I'm in a big city. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chart where I am on my Instagram story. Yeah. But was that your idea or was that your sister's idea or? No, so I didn't have Instagram. Or did the, you did you plan on recording? All, no, okay. I didn't. Yeah, right. I just recorded it for my friends. Like I was right. just sending it in a group message to all my buddies, right. and I was like, "Dude, look what I'm doing," you know. And then eventually, uh, my friend he asked if he could post it on Twitter, and so that's where it kind of um, that's where it blew up. Yeah, because he just said, "Hey, dude, do you mind if I post these videos?" And looking back on it. Well, no, I actually, I kind of like yeah. that. <laughs> but, yeah. Looking back on it after I got in trouble with the law, but yeah, it's still, it's still worth it. But yeah, you can, you can it. actually still see that video, right? Is it still on your um, Instagram memories? Yeah, Instagram memories. So what's your, what's your Instagram handle? Scotty, S-C-O-T-T-Y, Muirhead. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to see the, the videos on his Instagram story, check him out on Instagram. Yeah. But uh, so you videoed it, and we have to, we have to get to this point now. So... I mean, you did. So I remember you were in Lubbock with with my with me, and then you get a call from one of the UTA was it the basketball coaches. Yeah, yeah, man. So we're sitting there around the couch, right, and we're about to go out, and then I get a co- I get a call from Coach Young of UTA. So that's my assistant coach. Love him. He's my favorite coach. You know, probably one of the fa- my favorite coaches I've ever had. And he calls me. He said, "Hey." uh there was a Union Pacific officer at our gym today, and they have a warrant out for your arrest. And I was like, oh, what are you yeah. talking about, Coach? Yeah, I, I remember you hey. the phone. You were like, yeah, this, he's, he's just yeah. messing with me. Oh, like, yeah, he's, he's messing with you, dude. Let's go out. Let's have fun. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's messing with me. That's what I'm thinking. He's 100% messing with me. Then, uh, so, you know, I don't know if everybody knows that, but Phil Sorrells, you know, Mr. Oh, yeah. Mr. Sorrells, so he, he reached out to a few people for me and actually found out that it's real, that I did have a warrant out for my arrest. I was in I was in Lubbock, you know, celebrating with the final four or, or the, the championship, you know, team. Yeah. And um yeah, then I knew as soon as I got back home I was going to the pen. You, know? <laughs> you were going to the pen, but you so you ended up you went to jail how long were you in, in jail? Or did uh, you yeah, so I was in Dallas County for 24 hours for training. 24 hours. Well, so did you Did you just turn yourself in when you got back, or did you? Yeah, so uh, I got there, and, you know, I did a little research of, you know, when I get there, what do I need to ask for? I was asking, you know, your sister um, yep. about some, some advice. We right? just graduated from law school and thinks she knows everything about the law. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kept saying, dude, you don't want to ask my sister. Reach out to the ju- Reach out to my dad. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm telling you, both of them. They helped me out. And then, uh, yeah, so did a little research. Then eventually I had to turn myself into the UT Arlington Maverick Police, right? And so I walked in, and what I wanted to do is wear like a tuxedo and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, be like, you guys have been expecting me." <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. But uh, oh. yeah, so. Uh, but what did you do? So you just you're you're walking to campus. You just walk in the police department and say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm the train hopper." Yeah, that, that's basically what I said. And they said, "Yeah, uh, the guys are here to pick you up, right?" So oh, I got to tell you something too. Check out these boots. So the boots I have on. Can you see that right there? What is that? Uh, a bunch of numbers. A bunch of the- numbers. That's the pre. See, that's what also I did. I wrote my numbers, phone numbers, 
in my boot. So when I got to jail, I could call all my friends, you know, oh. be like, hey, dude. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty good, too. But sorry, now I'm, uh, I'm off on a tangent. No, no, We're down a red. I did not know you did that. She wrote you, you wrote down how many phone numbers? Uh, six phone numbers. Six phone numbers on the inside of your boot. So that way, when you got to make your, your phone call. Yeah. No, you can make as many as you want. Really? Just the person you're calling has to pay for it. So okay. you got to choose wisely. Who's yeah. got money, right? Yeah. So uh, wait, where were we? Oh yeah. So the the Union Pacific officers they picked me up from the UTA police station, right? And uh, when I got there, they were like, "You're an idiot." Basically, <laughs> that's what they were saying. And I was like, "Dude, I'm sorry." All right. And they were like, "Well, you're not going to cause any trouble right now, are you?" And I was like, "No, I'm not going to do anything. I swear." <laughs> and so they were like, "Man, you're too tall to sit in the back. How about you sit in the front with us?" <laughs> so they did make me get in the back of the police car, which is nice. They did handcuff me and frisk me, which uh, you know I was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but so I sat in the front with them, and they actually then they opened up. They got a little soft spot, you know. And they were asking questions. They were like, "Man, so you know, how'd you do it?" Blah blah blah, and. Um, then they were saying, uh, oh, they were like, you're going to be a legend in jail. People are going to love this story. You know, and I don't know, just asking questions like that. And then we, the, the, the officer that took me up there, the Union Pacific officer, he went to UTA, so we were swapping stories, you know. And But eventually we go into the, I don't know, do you want me to go into that when I went into that? Yeah, so you, you say you were in for 24 hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so... So what was that experience like? Were you just in your yeah. own cell or were you in it, a big was, cell with a bunch of other people or... It was one of the best experiences. I think it was better than the train hopping experience. No. I'm telling you, it might, it might have been. The, the friends that I made in there, I will remember forever. The 24 hours you were in jail. Trey Thibodeau, Blue Jay, uh, Oak Cliff, all right? I mean, we're friends for life now, right? I was thinking about having a barbecue at my house. Whenever, guys? Oh, whenever, whenever they all got out? Whenever they get out, we're having a barbecue, man. We're what, what were they in for? I mean, were they, I mean, because you were a Dude. train hopper, were they just. Okay, let me back up. Let me back up a little bit, and this will dive into that, because you, you got to okay. hear that, right? All right. So, so, so the, the Union Pacific officers, when they take me in there, um, in the cell or whatever, right? They, um, they look like SWAT officers. Like they got, you know, the body armor and they got guns and all on them. Yeah. yeah they look legit. Right. So they dropped me off in here and, uh, in this big cell, right. With probably like 30 guys in there. So I'm just, you know, I'm out of place. I don't know what to do. So I just go and sit down alone. Then these two guys come up to me and, uh, they said, man, what the F did you do? <laughs> and I was just like, uh, I train hopped to LA, you know, like yeah. I was just nervous as a cat. Right. And then, so he starts opening up to me. Right. And, um, he, I, I started talking about UTA basketball and I'm asking where he's from. And he said, Oh, I'm from Kimball. I went to Kimball high school. Yep. And then I go, dude, my coach at UTA, my assistant coach, he coached at Kimball. Do you know coach Snoop? So then this guy goes, dude, there was, I, there was a connection. I love Coach Snoop. That's my, you know, that's that's my boy, right? So uh, then now I'm best friends with him because I know Coach Snoop, right? So yeah. then these other two guys come up and they're like, what are you talking to this dude for? And he's like, no, dude, he's cool. He hoops, right? So basketball. <laughs> so now you're like, making friends. Dude, if you go to the Now pen, you're on the good side. Yeah. Act like you play basketball even if you don't because I'm telling <laughs> you it helps, it helps you out. So then – 
uh, yeah, this guy, he starts opening up to me more, and he's like, you know, what'd you do, blah, blah, blah. I tell him the train hop story. Then I say, well, what did you do? And he's kind of he's kind of a little, little he, he don't want to talk about it. Yeah, he's hesitant. Yeah, he's hesitant, and, and for a good reason. <laughs> then, what, what was the read that he ever... So, so probably about 30, an hour later, I would say, he opened up to me, and he was like, man... I'm actually in here for the big M. And I go, the big M. So that's that's probably marijuana. No. <laughs> yeah. That's a little, little M. Yeah. That, see, I didn't know, man. I'm from a small town in it's Texas. I don't know about any of that. So, uh, yeah, he goes, man, uh, they, they got me for murder. right? And then I go. Gulped. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> all right. But I played it cool. I like I acted like all my friends were murderers. Hell, I, I didn't, it didn't even phase me. I don't even think he saw my face change. I'm telling you. So then, um, yeah, he tells me that, and then he kind of tells me the story, and I'm like, dang, well, you know, you'll be out soon. You'll be out soon. <laughs> then uh, come to find out, let me fast forward a little bit. Um, I looked up his case. I'm not going to say his name. But I looked up his case, and it looks like he really did it. I'm not. Oh, so he, but he was telling you he didn't do it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's telling me. Of course, he told me he didn't do it. But I mean, hey, if I put my two cents, if I was on the jury, I mean, I, I think I know which way I'd be leaning. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it was. But you still want it once he, if he does end up getting out somehow, oh, yeah. you want to have him over for the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also see because I let me let me uh, digress as they say. I okay. think that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then eventually. Um, you know the big M. He he starts introducing me to everybody. He said, "Hey man, you got to come meet Blue Jay." Then Blue Jay's in the cell because he can't act right, right? So he all night, twenty four hours, he's kicking the cell, right, kicking it as hard as he can, saying, "Oh my mama, I'm gonna get out of here," <laughs> blah blah blah, right? And I'm just like, dude, I'm just trying to sleep, okay? So I'm I'm like Blue Jay, please. Please be quiet. And then other guys in the cell, they'd be yelling from the other side of the cell. They'd be like, shut your gay ass up. <laughs> like, stuff like that. To and you. Then, no, 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 not to me. To, oh, the, to, Blue, to, Jay? to Blue Jay, right? Okay. Because he was in a cell, he couldn't do anything. Okay. So they'd be messing with him, yeah. antagonizing him. And then he would get even more mad, yelling more. He's like, you better be lucky I'm in this cage. <laughs> and I'd be like, dang, dude. Uh, so, yeah, man. But it was an experience. Um, it was a good experience. Great experience. So you want to go back to jail? Ah uh, no, man, because because I, I just lo- I lost my freedom, you know. Yeah. Free. So it was yeah. good to be there for just twenty four hours. Yeah, because I got not good, more than that. Oh, you good, got a good memory, you got a good story, but oh, great stories out of it. Yeah, but then, like eventually, you know, because of my research, because you know, I, I got connections, as they say, yeah. with uh, your family. That's the only connection <laughs> I have. But so they, they helped me out. They were like, "Hey, ask for a PR bond, public recognizance." So I did. And when I went to the judge and, you know, I saw the judge or whatever, I was like, man, can I get a PR bond? I'm a student, you know, blah, 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 in the sob story. And they actually ended up giving me the PR bond. So I to get out of jail, it was zero dollars. I didn't pay anything, wow. which was amazing. And I had well, then I had to go get a TB shot and I didn't have to squat. That was the biggest thing <laughs> because they said, no, Muirhead's bailed out. And I was like, praise the Lord, because I was about to have to get naked and squat and get my suit and go up top. Man. I don't think I'm built for that. Yeah, heck no. Wow, that that, that is uh, yeah, that's an experience. But I don't think I, I don't think I want that experience. But um, I also I want to go back to we kind of skimmed over this or skipped over it. So what you you landed in L.A. or when you jumped off in L.A. I'm saying landed like you were flying an airplane. But so once you got off the train in L.A., you spent the night at the beach, mm-hmm. or you were there at the beach, and then you. 
How did you get back home? Did you ride the train back home? No, I actually I took the weenie way out and uh, I charged my dad's credit card, which he wasn't happy with at all because I had six dollars in my account when I went to L.A. Right? Yeah. And so I actually I had my dad's credit card, which that's horrible to say, but he knows it now, and I paid him back. Um, I charged his credit card for a flight home. Spirit, I don't recommend it at all. I practically had to fly the plane myself. You know. But your dad knew at this point, like you were. Like, when, when did your dad find out that you train out? Oh man. So, you said he was against it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want me to do it. But then, so he saw, you know, he knows when I'm quiet for about two or three days that something's <laughs> up. And so he's like, well, what the hell is he doing? So he actually had my location, or my sister had my location, you know, iPhone location. She zoomed in on it. I was on the train tracks in Sweetwater. And all my dad texted me was, Scott, you're a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> and he wouldn't text me at all. Like, I would blow up his phone, send him pictures, call him. He wasn't texting me wow. back on the train. But then when I landed, he actually deposited $200 in my account. And sorry, Dad, I charged <laughs> called him. called his bluff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then he liked it. He was like, what? Like, he was on my side after that, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I flew home um, from L.A. I did get free tacos at Chio's all for those two days. You know, Chio, shout out Chio's. They're really nice people. I said I want to go to Mexico with them because they pick up all their supplies in Mexico. I texted them. I said, hey, I want to go. So hopefully that works out. And how did you end up in Vegas? Because weren't you in Vegas? Yeah, so I flew home. I had a 12-hour layover in Vegas. I just bought a 12-pack, walked around because... Who knew that it was open container there? I didn't, but I found out pretty quick. And so I just walked around with this 12-pack and talked to every homeless person I could. Those were my friends, man. And I gave, yeah. So then I just sat down next to this homeless dude. I forgot his name. Sorry if he's listening. He's probably not. But (laughs) (laughs) so then I took him to Shake Shack. um, Yeah. And, man, we ate a burger. I gambled, lost $200 because I'm go big or go home, right? No, I've, Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, I'm the one that introduced you into gambling. Yeah, you and your dad. So well, I'll be I'll be coming for. <laughs> oh, it was so bad, dude. We we were, we were how old were we? Nineteen when that happened. Eighteen. Oh, Eighteen. We had. We were in 18. Oklahoma playing blackjack. You got introduced to blackjack and you won. I don't know how much you won, but you could not lose. You were up all night. I couldn't and lose. You could not lose. Uh-uh. And that's when the addiction, or not the addiction, the, that. That's when the the gambling Scott was introduced, dude. And then we went back, and I was up like. $500, right? Which is a lot for a high school student, yeah. right? Which is a lot to me now. I'm just a broke too. Yeah. So, so, yeah, up 500 bucks. I wasn't stopping, man. But I'm sorry. We're, we're going down a rabbit hole. No. Where were we? No, we're, we're, you were in Vegas. You were gambling. You were walking around the Vegas Strip oh, with yeah. a 12-pack open container. And... So, and then you, because you had a 12 hour layover and then you went home. Yeah, went home, man. And then uh, let's also discuss. So, I mean, you posted the video and that's kind of what got you caught. Yep. Because it's train hopping is illegal. And so, my question is uh, if you were to do it again, or do do you have plans to do it again? 100%. 100%. Are you going to video it? Uh, my girlfriend's actually in the background here at our uh, in our podcast room, and she's saying no. But hey, what she doesn't know won't kill her, right? <laughs> and she's flipping me off. But uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what, what were we saying? <laughs> so you say you're gonna do it again, but are you gonna video it again? Because I mean, no. you can do it, but and not video it and be fine. But if you do it, video it. Yeah, that's uh, how you get caught. I'm gonna but also that's how you kind of get the the fame. And the connections that you got through. I mean, you got you got plenty of connections through all this. Dude, I was torn between 
taking off, you know, and not going to work. I'm working now, actually. I'm a working man. And I was thinking, I'm going to go hop trains and just post my face, catch me. You know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. whatever. I'm 22. It's going to go under the bridge. But actually, so I got I to gotta pay this lawyer off right now. Um, it's kind of a headache. So after that, then that's... Then you're going to do it again? Yeah, yeah. So All right, let's talk a little bit briefly about, because uh, I know you have to run here a little bit, but... Uh, well, actually, your connections that you made from that. Because I know, I mean, people reached out to you. They think you're, they, they see this train hopping video. They think it's incredible, which it is. And so people start reaching out to you. Your Instagram is blowing up. You were on uh, the ticket being interviewed. Um, and also, I mean, my sister, she was, she was in, where was my sister? She was in, my sister was in Russia. Somewhere and, in Russia. And Billie Eilish was there. And somehow you got her tickets because what's your connection with, the, with Billie Eilish? Yeah. How did, all right, so, uh, yeah, when, when I was flying home from Vegas, right before the plane took off, I got a weird DM from some somebody with a blue check mark. So I was just like, well, who the hell is this, right? <laughs> so, so I just click on it, and I, I scroll down, and this, it's just a, this guy, kind of normal-looking dude, and he's taking a lot of pictures with Billie Eilish, right, which I'm a big fan of her music. Right? Right. I mean, a big fan, number one fan, <laughs> you could say. But so, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, dug a little deeper. Come to find out, I was watching a YouTube video a week earlier of this guy and Billie Eilish singing together, all right? So I'm like, I bet this is that guy. <laughs> so then I, I just text him back because what he said to me, he said, Dude, I love you. Never change. And so I was never like, change. That, that's what he said. Yeah. So um, I, I reached back out to him. I was like, uh, "Dude, are you? Are you? How do you know Billie Eilish? Or what? Is, what's the connection?" He was like, "Hey, I'm her brother and producer." And you know, bingo. Oh, so, so now I'm in jackpot. <laughs> jackpot. That's what we were looking for. So uh, then, yeah, man, I was pumped up, and because I mean, I love Billie Eilish's music, and I was like, "Dude." Let me come to a concert, right? You know, I can't pay the $400 price tag, you know, for y'all's ticket. But, hey, say you got two extra ones, leave them for me, right? So he said, yeah, man, come on. So as soon as we land, uh, me and my girlfriend actually got in the car and drove to Nashville and met up with them and went to the concert. And we were playing. Y'all met up with them. Oh, I, well, I'm sorry. We didn't meet up with them. But we met in Nashville Went to the concert. Then afterward, we got to come backstage and play Uno with the the, the tour crew. Oh, Billy that's, Eilish that's and awesome. Phineas. Yeah, man. Yeah, Phineas Oak. I'm sorry. Bourbon Burp- Machine. My bad, my bad. So, uh, yeah, Phineas O'Connell. That's his name. That's Billy Eilish's brother, and we're playing Uno with him. And then... Just backstage chilling, playing Uno. Dude, so... After the concert. There's a guy who was uh, Justin Bieber's tour manager, right? No. Okay. Or, or, I'm sorry, his bodyguard, okay? Oh, his bodyguard, okay. Yeah, so now Big he's, difference there. he's the bodyguard for Billie Eilish. So I went up to him. I was like, hey, man, if you ever have any opening, let me, you know, I'll bodyguard. I'll just travel around and bodyguard. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, and he was like, yeah, man, give me your number. So I got his number, and I've been texting him. You know, so I'm thinking, hey, if insurance doesn't go good, I'm going to be a bodyguard. You're going to be a bodyguard. Yeah, and just travel around. That, pretty that good. would be awesome. I could see you doing that. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty fun, man. That's awesome. And so, I mean, uh, let's also, I know you got to run here, you got dinner coming up, uh, but let's also discuss, so 
when you were at UTA, we didn't really talk much on your basketball experience at UTA. Because there wasn't much of one, as <laughs> I like to say. You were there for four years, played for Scott Cross, and the, yep. and you were nicknamed Bill. Why were you nicknamed Bill? Dude, so, oh, God, we're going to dive into this. I haven't told this story in a while since I've been out. All right, so Kennedy Eubanks, he was a senior when I was a freshman, right? Yeah. We're at Whataburger. Coach Cross's name is Scott, right? So Coach Cross ordered first, and he gave Whataburger the name Scott. Yeah. Right? So then I get up next, and they go, hey, can you give us another name? Because Whataburger, they can't do two Scots. You know, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but they couldn't do it. So Kennedy said, yeah, give him Bill. So I gave him Bill. So I went to the restroom. Right. And then on when I was in the restroom, they were calling Bill over the microphone. So when I walked out, uh, everyone was like, who's Bill on the team? And then I walked up, grabbed the bag. And now I'm named Bill for the rest of my college career. And no one takes me serious. You know, I mean, that's funny. I, I didn't know that story, but I just knew that, like, I'm watching the interviews of you're getting interviewed somewhere. And because, you know, I'll, I'll keep up with you. We're friends. I'm keeping up with your interviews. And I'm looking at your Instagram and you're trying to get interviewed, like a serious interview. And I think one of the questions was, like, what's your favorite subject? And they're saying, like, Bill, and they're calling you, they're referring to you as Bill. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure out why his nickname is Bill. That's and it, then, man. And then, uh, but it was hilarious. Like, they're asking you, like, what your favorite subject was. And oh, God. I don't know. Well, I got Haley staring down my, what did I say? Oh, oh, I said women's history, but, oh, wait, women's yeah, history, yeah, yeah. because, uh, or no, what is it? What did no, you I say? You said history, but then you said, uh, what, what did you say? You said something, like, you, you said it's not, because it's not his story. Oh, it's her story. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. I said, yeah, women's history, because it's not about his story, it's about her story. <laughs> and she said, oh, we can't use that. You hear the producer in the background, and then they're like... What what other question they asked you? They said, uh, "What what's my favorite?" They said, um, "Why why did you choose? Uh, why did you get a degree in finance, or why did you choose to get that?" And you said, "For the money." <laughs> I want to make money. Sorry, <laughs> everybody. Everybody nowadays they want to make it you know seem like it's a bad thing to want to make some money you know. <laughs> but I'm glad we have our head on straight. We know. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then they were like, "You can't just say something like you're you're good at math or you have a passion for numbers." Like, no, I, like, I want to make money. I, that's the the reason. And sorry that you know everybody makes it a bad thing to try and make. And then so I'm following you on Instagram, and dude, you're when you're playing for Coach Cross, you would get in the game at the end of the game, and the shot clock's off. You guys are already up ten points, fifteen points, and good sportsmanship says, "Hey, just bring the ball out, don't shoot it." But you're on the court and. <laughs> You're gonna shoot it every time. I'm listen. If you put me out there, I, I'm an assassin. All right, coaches fear me when I get on the court because they know I'm coming for their head. Even if there's 15 seconds left in the game, we're up 30. I'm gonna score on you. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna. It, even if I don't score on you, I'm not gonna be the weenie that doesn't shoot it. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna. You're dude. gonna shoot it. Yeah, I know you. Like. I'm, I remember I was watching uh, one game. You guys were playing BYU and NIT. Oh. You get in for the last. I think it was minute 45. And I'm like, okay, minute 45. Scott, you know, Scott will get a shot up. By the by the time the clock hit zero, you'd gotten six threes up. Yeah. You were just shooting it every time you touched it. Dude, for for three years straight, I had the highest um like shooting, you know, like most shots <laughs> attempted per minute. Per minute. <laughs> yeah, and I was so proud of that, man. And uh, did, did Coach Cross ever get disappointed or mad when you when you would make a three at the end and the opposing Dude. coach thinks okay. it's terrible? 
So what he would do, uh, th- a good example, BYU, there's there's 13 seconds left. Listen what I would always do. I would always hype up their their fan section. I'd look at them, wave at them, you know, <laughs> and one of them would look at me, and then I'd be like, hey, dude, when I get in the game, cheer, everybody cheer, right? And then they would tell everybody in the fan section. So, dude, BYU, I'm telling you, this is um, – I, it was like my sophomore year. So as soon as I check into the game, all the BYU, the fan section's cheering for me. Everybody's confused. Like, what the hell's going on, right? Then, so when I get in the game, I'm like, I got to jack this thing, right? So there's there's literally three seconds left in the game. I touch the ball. I make a buzzer beater against BYU. <laughs> and and all you pan to Coach Cross, the ESPN guy pan goes to Coach Cross, and he says, I'm so sorry to their other head coach. <laughs> and then once we got in the locker room, he was like, you know, hyping me up. And, oh, we were best friends about it. But, yeah, he, he would always chew me out on the court. But I knew deep down he loved to see me jack it up there. Oh, I bet. Yeah, Scott Cross is a big fan of yours. I, I was reading some article. you I don't know if you posted or somebody else posted it. But, uh he, he classified you as a two-stepping, fun-loving, puppy-like guy. And he said, he said on uh, trips when y'all would have to go to road games that during flights, uh, Cross said Muirhead will make a trip to the restroom and come back with a new friend, business cards, and internship opportunities for the rest of the players. Dude, that's how I'm, I have a job right now. My boss I met on a flight to, to uh, Omaha, Nebraska, Right, we were playing Creighton. So I met my boss. I sat right next to him, talked to zero off, bothered him enough. He gave me an internship. <laughs> now, guess what? He had to hire me, and he loves the train off and thing. That's what I love about him. Is he's like, man, I did way worse stuff when I was young, and I never got caught for it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is great. But, um, and then now you, your last year, you played for Coach Ogden. That's kind of how we have that. Uh, coach Ogden was an assistant coach at Texas Tech, one of my all-time favorites. I mean. Every time, I don't know how he was as a head coach, really, but as an assistant coach, he was awesome. Every time he was not at practice, he was on the road road recruiting. I was like, oh, man, Coach Ogden's not here because he was just a fun, energetic, goofy, hilarious dude. But him as a head coach, how did you like him oh, I mean, your last year? Oh, Boss Ogden's a man. I got nothing bad to say about him. <laughs> we, we we definitely had some fun that that, that last year. Um, he for sure chewed me out. And every time, like, okay, we're running the mile, and he's going, well, uh, how about you quit going to Randy Rogers? Or how about you quit? How does that Miller Lite taste coming up? You know, so he, he, he knew, he knew, you know, he knew how it was, and he really roasted it, roasted yeah. me for it. But, yeah, I love him, though. He's, he, he's a good guy. No, he's awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, I know you got to get going here. Uh, you've already stayed past your time. But uh, so tell um, – if anybody wants to follow you on Instagram or if they want to look up that video of uh, the train, they can follow you. What's your Instagram name one more time? Scotty Muirhead, S-C-O-T-T-Y-M-U-I-R-H-E-A-D. And also, hey, this is a uh, – I'm actually sponsoring this video, Mutual of Omaha Life and insurance you know if anybody needs it call me crazy call me up we'll talk about the train hop story then you know i'll sell you some life insurance so what do, what do there you, think? you go perfect deal and then what about uh twitter you ha- are you nah i'm not you i deleted twitter didn't you dude i have a, a twitter account um and i'm secretive about it i only follow secretive. a couple couple people Very exclusive account yeah, yeah it is so i'm not gonna give that one out and that concludes this week's episode of the drew's crew podcast thank you for listening and we'll see you next time